Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi and Scotty White here with you on Monday night, November 28th, as we head into Tuesday, November 29th. And well, we have a, a little something to talk about here this week, I would say, as the Michigan Wolverines for the second consecutive year take down the Ohio State Buckeyes, and they will head to Indianapolis for the second consecutive year to play for the Big Ten Championship against Purdue, and Michigan goes in and gets their first win in the shoe since 2000. Scotty, great to have you back. You couldn't have picked a better week, man. Dude, I know, and I am... I mean, we were just talking about it still riding the high from this weekend, dude. That was last year was great. You know, it had been so long and and to be able to do it in Columbus, beat them by even more. I mean, this weekend was was one of the best in recent memory for sure. No question about it. And you know what? Uh, what a, a performance by this Michigan team just showing complete guts to go into that hostile environment and you knew you were going to get Ohio State's best shot right like they were talking yeah. about it all week long they were talking about it all year really you know and and they even alluded to it Ryan Day Brian Hartline in, in their rally a couple hours before kickoff you know had mentioned it you know that they heard the talk for 365 days and they were waiting and now we get them in our house and you know yada 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 Guess what? Michigan went in and did the same damn thing. Scotty White winning by three touchdowns in the shoe, leaving absolutely no doubt. And, I mean, it was an incredible performance, man. I I was I was standing for three quarters. I did not sit down after the end of the first quarter. Just kept rocking, pacing back and forth. I was exhausted after the game, man. I felt like I was playing in it. But the exhilaration of Michigan beating Ohio State. There is nothing quite like it in my sports fandom. There's really not, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. Watching the game is is a thoroughly unenjoyable experience for me. I don't know about you, but it's just so stressful. Like, I find myself very excited for halftime to get a break, very excited for all the commercial breaks. But when when you finally – and and for me, I I was so nervous up until – 
that touchdown to make it 45-23. But right when that hits and you realize that it's over and Michigan's going to win, it, it truly is one of the best feelings in the whole world. And, and, and yeah, like I, I mean, I, I watched it at a, at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Ann Arbor. Um, You're I was crazy, man. A, I, I, can, I cannot be around people when I watch this game. Yeah, it was. That, and that's what I'm kind of alluding to, because I, I was going to originally watch it skeeps. I was recovering from a bit of an illness, so I didn't have the energy to to really be in that environment. But still, Buffalo Wild Wings is pretty crazy. But I mean, it was 31-20 with like 10 minutes left and everyone's talking and they're like, we're going to win the game. And I'm like, just knocking on my table, <laughs> knocking on wood the whole time. Um, so, yeah, I mean. It was it was a really cool environment though. Everyone going crazy for all the touchdowns. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, right until that final touchdown to go up twenty two was when I was finally like, okay, we're we're really gonna win this thing. And the best part was, so many questions were answered, weren't they? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, all season long, you know, Michigan's just dominating teams with the run game, and rightfully so. We, we've done many a shows where, you know, we, we question whether or not, you know, J.J. McCarthy is going to be able to hit a couple a deep shot here or there. He was overthrowing receivers throughout the season as Michigan, similar to last year. We had the same conversations as we did last year, right? Is Michigan yeah. going to be able to throw the ball when they have to? Go back to last year's game, Cade McNamara made some great throws, but, man, Harbaugh and that coaching staff, did they sandbag us? Throughout the year, man. I mean, my goodness, did they let it fly against Ohio State on Saturday and work to perfection. Jim Knowles came out, all that man coverage, cover zero, stacking the box completely to shut down the run game, which, to their credit, they did in the first half. Michigan had just 10 rushing yards in, in the first half. But J.J. finding Cornelius for a couple of touchdowns. They come out in the opening drive of the second half. He finds Colson Loveland, and that just completely opened things up a little bit down the stretch. The trenches started to win for Michigan up front. Uh, the big boys started to win. Open some holes, obviously, the, the two long Donovan Edwards touchdown runs. But ultimately, it, it came down to J.J. McCarthy making plays, I think. Uh, what a performance by this kid. Uh, already cementing his legacy in Michigan yeah. lore, and he's only a true sophomore his first career start in the shoe. He goes out, throws for 263, three touchdowns, runs for another 27 and a touchdown, accounted for four of them. I mean, what more can you say? This was when J.J. McCarthy signed, and he brought that class with him. He recruited that class. He was the vocal leader of that class coming in, saying he was going to come in. They were going to beat Ohio State. The program was going to change. Goals accomplished. Yeah. I mean, dude, everything has been flipped. Um and, and, and yeah, going back, I mean, the first quarter and, and really, I mean, Blake Corum, he, he gave it a go. He played what one or two plays maybe. Yeah. Um, and he, and he was, and he came out and I'm, I'm not sure if Michigan's game plan all along was going to be, Oh, we're going to change it up on Ohio state and we're going to throw the ball. Um, so I, I don't know if that was because Corum went out, but dude, I mean, all year long, that was, that was a problem. And JJ was, he was different this week. And, and to do that there, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that takes guts um, and he's got them and he has achieved all of his goals. I mean, the win last year is obviously so big. I mean, Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio state since 2011. Um, so, so just breaking that streak was huge, but now to do it two years in a row and go into Columbus, which hasn't been done since I was a six month old baby. Um, it's, it's, it's totally flipped the rivalry. Michigan gets Ohio state back in Ann Arbor next year. I mean, dude, you see, you see it with the recruiting. Michigan's already gotten three recruits from Ohio since Saturday. 
it, it just it that's the that's the kind of win that just changes everything. It is. It, it's completely been flipped now, and you make you know some great points, and you can't have one without the other, right? So uh, neither, I don't think either win was more important against Ohio State necessarily. They just accomplished different things, right? Like that mm-hmm. that win last year, it got the proverbial monkey off the back of this program. It gave the players confidence that they could actually beat this team. Yeah. You know, I, I saw I saw a quote from John Yu in his book, uh, Let Them Lead, and he talked about when you're in a rivalry and, and, and you lose so many times, it's like you're not playing against a team, but you're playing against history, right? And yeah. for, for Michigan to accomplish that last year, it, 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 it erased those ghosts, you know, and this year gave them the confidence. But this win, what this win does is just like you said, it completely flips everything on its head. Now Michigan, if they go out and they beat Purdue on Saturday, they're back-to-back Big Ten champions. They have beaten Ohio State in back-to-back years. Not only beaten them, dominated them. Two touchdowns last year, three touchdowns this year in the shoe. They've left no doubt in either game. And C.J. Stroud is going to be in New York. He was in New York last year. He is going to be 0-2 against the Michigan Wolverines. I mean, it, Ryan Day has lost, what, two Big Ten games, both to Michigan in his yeah. entire career. I, it, it's completely flipped everything. Michigan now runs the conference. The narrative is flipped. Now it's Jim Harbaugh and Michigan's conference. You know, yeah. and and look, are, is Michigan ever probably going to recruit at the level of Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State? No, but this will uptick recruiting, no question about it. And and it makes the, the culture... You know, it, it makes the, the people inside that building believe now. It, this was not a fluke. Last year was not yeah. a fluke. You did it two years in a row, and you did it even more this year. You beat them by even more. You dominated them once again. And you know what? Things didn't go perfectly for you, and you were still able to punch them in the mouth. That first exactly. quarter, I, I mean, it felt like Ohio State was like, oh, God, they really are come to play. What is Michigan going to be able to do? And then they went out and did it, man. They yeah. they just proved that they're the tougher team, the tougher program, and, and all those question marks about Ohio State's toughness. Like they're they're gonna have to listen to it again, and then all of a sudden that doubt starts to creep in. We felt that. I mean, after you know, 2016 happened, then 2017. Oh, we can't quite get there. Then 2018. Oh my God, are we ever gonna beat Ohio State again? That was that was the the question going through everyone's minds, and now that doubt is starting to creep in down in Columbus. I mean, pe- the fans are losing their minds, right? Calling for Ryan Day's job. He's lost two Big Ten games since he took over. They're calling for the guy to be fired. <laughs> it's it is crazy, and it's and we've we've been there before, man. Harbaugh was was really doing everything right except for winning the big one, um, and and yeah, everything's flipped, and and it's. J.J. McCarthy said before the game this year, all we know now is beating Ohio State. Because, you know, they're, they're freshmen last year. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see it. Like you said, the first quarter, dude, I, man, I was not feeling great personally. The offense couldn't get anything moving. The defense came up with some really, really big stops down in their own end, too. Otherwise, Ohio State could have gotten control of that game. Um, so that was massive. But, I mean, the mental toughness of that team and and we saw it last year too. It's when you get when they would get down into those situations towards the end of the game, you know, in the late third quarter, Michigan's up by four. That's where Ohio State would start to take control. Now it's Michigan. You can see who's stronger, you can see who's tougher. And Michigan, that's where they take I mean, dude, 
every, every week just looking at the the point differentials in the second half of these games this year is just, those stupid. stats are ridiculous. It's stupid. Dude. It is insane. Going into halftime down by three, I was I was like, this is awesome because I know Michigan's going to make great halftime adjustments, and they're a second half team. Twenty-eight to three in the second half. They held Ohio State to three points in the second half. That offense to three points. It is ridiculous, dude. I mean, I hope Jesse Minter never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a jo- he, what a job this year, dude. It's just, the second half adjustments all year long have been absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michigan, they're a team now where they're they're built to win those close games at the end. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, you take a look. At Big Ten play, right? Um, and and they've been nothing short. It, when you start with that Indiana game, now they gave up a, a couple scores in, in the second half to Iowa. Um, but you take a look, starting with Indiana, zero points allowed in the second half. Three points allowed to Penn State. Zero to Michigan State. Three to Rutgers. Uh, th- or zero to Nebraska. 14 to Illinois, but then three to Ohio State. It, it's been remarkable. Uh, on the defensive yeah. side, and Michigan has dominated the second half in all of those games, starting with that Indiana game. I mean, Illinois obviously uh, didn't dominate the the second half, but ultimately you're able to pull that victory out, and that's the other thing, yeah. right? Like, this this win is different than last year's in that regard as well, I think, too. Like, Michigan was playing their best football going into Ohio State last year. Think about the Maryland game the week before when they absolutely yeah. dominated. Like, they were rolling. They had momentum going into that game. They, they, mm-hmm. survived, they survived Illinois this year. They, there's yeah. a real chance that they lose that game. Uh, the Nebraska game, you watch it. No one, I, I mean, they went 34-3, to but no one watching that game was like, man, that was a dominant performance. You know, it just, it just kind of was. It, it was yeah. what it was. They, they outmatched the Nebraska talent-wise. Rutgers, they're trailing at halftime in that game. They can't get into the end zone against Michigan State. Like, they weren't playing their best football down the stretch here, and they go into the shoe and, and win by, you know, a, a few touchdowns. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah I mean... And it's 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 crazy because it, Michigan played two really good teams this year, Penn State and Ohio State. The other ten other ten teams, obviously not so good. Um, and it, it really just seemed this year like Michigan knew when. I mean, they they played far and away their two best games against yeah. the two best opponents. I mean, it it kind of and obviously, like I said, Penn State was a big game, but I mean, this whole season has just kind of felt like a one game season, just coming down to this Ohio State game. Um, and, and they, and they brought it and it has, it just has the exact same feel as last year going into the big 10 championship. I mean, Michigan was an eight point underdog going into the Ohio yep. state game. Nobody really gave them a chance. Same thing this year. Um, and now Michigan's playing some really good football. Um, and I, I, I would be shocked if that does not continue going into next week's game. Also, uh, real quick, I read that wrong. Zero points allowed to, to Rutgers in the second half, not three yeah, points. Yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers had 17 at the 38-0 in the second half. I, I believe that one was. Yeah. So, Indiana, zero points allowed in the second half. Three points allowed to Penn State. Zero to Michigan State. Zero to Rutgers. Zero to Nebraska. Uh, the 14 allowed to Illinois, but thir- uh, three to Ohio State. I, I can't even... Like Scotty, it, it just bl- it blows my mind. I don't even know what to say. I don't even have words for it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, that is absolutely ridiculous. I've I've never seen that. No, no, it's it's best, and that's why I had some confidence. Though I will say, I'm Ohio State. 
arguably the best offense in the country, right? Like I wasn't yeah. in my mind. I'm not like, oh, they're going to hold them to three points this half. You know, they're, they're going <laughs> to hold them to seven points this yeah. half. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't in my mind, man. Uh, when they were no. up, when they were up twenty four to twenty, I was like, I think Michigan's going to need at least ten more points to win that game. But it could end at twenty four twenty. Yeah, or, or, or twenty. Michigan could end it with twenty four and won yep. that football game. That's the crazy thing, man. They had enough points to win that game with 11 minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. And, and some timely plays, right? Like right. that, it, it, we got to give some flowers on the defensive side of the football oh gosh, as yeah. well. And I, I kind of want to start with Mikey Sainer still because, yep. I, dude, the fact that Mikey, and, and you go and take a look at last year, like Mikey made some incredible plays for the offense for Michigan yeah. last year. It could have been very easy for him to be like, no, I was a starting receiver. I'm not going to go to that side of the football, you yeah. know, this late into my college career. He makes the switch and ultimately becomes Michigan's best cover corner and makes the play of the year on the play with Cade Stover. Because if you go take a look at the freeze frame of where Mikey started and where Stover was, his ability to make up that much ground, it should have been a wide open touchdown for Ohio State. It's a completely different yeah. ball game. And Mikey breaks it up, dives, lays it all out on the field, holds Ohio State to three points for their only points of the half. That play was, like you said, play of the year. Absolutely insane. Also, that dude's, what, six inches taller than him? Yeah. He's got 50 pounds on him. I have never – that play of the season. Play of the season without a doubt. It is a totally different game if we're only up by four there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, obviously, the next play was the Donovan Edwards 75-yard touchdown. But who knows, man, if they score a touchdown there, right. everything's playing out differently. I mean, that the whole defensive performance was unbelievable. Braden McGregor. How about a, a time to just be out there making plays nonstop, yeah. tipping passes, getting the, the, the play in the first half? Uh, I think that goes a little unnoticed. Like the, the play on third down in the yeah. in, in yeah. the second half, obviously in the fourth quarter, that was a massive one. But earlier in that game, when Minter dropped him into coverage on mm -hmm. third down and he almost came up with an interception, that was a massive yeah. play in that game. So Ohio State was moving up and down the field at that point, you know, yeah. without much resistance. And and Michigan was able to get a, a big stop there. Brave McGregor, an incredible game. Michael Barrett, I mean, he he led the team with 11 tackles, five of them mm -hmm. solo. Uh, he was all over the field. And then true freshman, Will Johnson. Yeah. I mean, dude. dude, Will Johnson was matched up with Marvin Harrison Jr. for a lot. If you want to know 
how special Will Johnson is going to be, literally just go watch the opening play of the game. Ohio State on first and 10. It's Will Johnson, Marvin Harrison, and Will Johnson gets up in Marvin Harrison, press coverage. They try to go his way, but Will Johnson just completely... I completely took him out of the play physically. And this guy is 18, 19 years old. He is going to be a special, special player on that side of the football. Yeah, and that's up against maybe the top wide receiver in all of Yes, he's the top wide receiver in the country. Yeah, and he did have, he had the uh, the one touchdown, which was a really nice play. But other than that, Michigan did a really, really good job on him. Um, and yeah, McGregor, dude, he had, he had almost two pick sixes. Both of those plays that you mentioned, so close to being pick sixes. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you 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 gave all the all the balls out there that I was going to give out. Um, just an incredible performance by the defense, and then on the offense, obviously, you have your Heisman front runner come in. He plays one play, he's out. I mean, at this point, everyone's thinking that's how Michigan's done everything on offense this year yeah. is through Blake Corum. And then JJ McCarthy steps up, has a game in his life. Cornelius Johnson, dude. Bro, uh, I mean, yeah, let's yeah, let's let's definitely dude. talk about Cornelius Johnson here too, because all throughout the year, right, the passing game it, it struggled relative to expectations. That there's yeah. no there's absolutely no denying that. And to be quite honest with you, Cornelius Johnson took a brunt of the criticism. And, and rightfully so, maybe not rightfully so. I'm not 100% sure where where you stand on that, but regardless, it doesn't matter because he came up Biggest in his career, in the biggest moment of his career. And mind you, this is not the first time he stepped up. I you know, I don't think he had a touchdown in last year's game, but he had, when Michigan went down for the first time in that game, and they were stalling a little bit on offense in the 21 game, he came up with the huge reception from Cade McNamara yeah. to set up the Hassan Haskins touchdown. Yeah, he was he was masterful. I mean, he, he almost had the Randy Moss stat line, dude. That I mean, that first touchdown, Michigan's offense has done nothing since the first drive. I think it's two straight, three and outs after that. After the uh, after the opening field goal, yeah. Yeah, and then it's a third and long. He's got a guy right on him. I mean, he's almost tackled as soon as he makes the catch, breaks a couple tackles, and then the very next, obviously goes to a touchdown, very next offensive play, has his defender looking silly, dude. I mean, he absolutely fooled him, gets himself wide open, Perfect dot from JJ, seventy-five yards to the house. I and, mean, and that that just second like that, he's one, a Michigan legend forever. And I think that second one, Scotty, was a little bit sweeter for for those that know who that was uh, against. As it was uh, Cam Martinez in coverage, who I believe won Michigan Mister Football when he was a quarterback at Muskegon. Um, and, and I don't even think he gave Michigan really the time of day and, and going to Ohio state. So to see Kojo, uh, put that, put him in yeah. the, uh, the spin cycle. I think that was a little extra, extra special there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was incredible. And, and then obviously we've talked about Dono. Um, I think Harbaugh Harbaugh's only lost one game in his career when a, when a rusher has a hundred yards. Uh, well, Dono had over 200. And he was um, playing with one with hand. One hand, exactly. Yeah, he's got a cast out. I was always a little nervous he was going to fumble, but hard to fumble when you find one hole and you're gone for 85-yard touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, those those dudes are, are Michigan legends forever because um, we all know, dude, we were, we were all nervous. No Blake Corum, and so many guys stepped up to get the job done. No Blake Corum. For two plays, you had Edwards with, with the one hand. Mike Morris, obviously, very limited. I don't even know if, if Mike got out there 
uh, in this. I think he did a, a little bit. Looks yeah. like he did register one tackle, but he really did not uh, play a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, man, you, you can't ask for, for a more complete team effort. I, I thought Rod Moore was fantastic, oh, yeah. dude. He was yeah. He was all over yesterday, made some incredible plays. So that's another thing, right? Like, usually this happens when you had guys that have been in the program and have gone through the ringer. Think about some of Michigan's top performers in this game. Now, obviously, the offensive line is very experienced, and uh, the most impactful transfer in the country was Olu Oluwatomi coming in for yeah. Michigan, who is the best center in the country and uh, leading what should be back-to-back Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. But, I mean, think about it. J.J. McCarthy, true sophomore, went accounted for four touchdowns. Uh, Donovan Edwards, 216 yards, two touchdowns, true sophomore. Defensive side of the football here, Will Johnson, true freshman. He had eight total tackles, seven of them solo. Uh, Junior Colson, true sophomore, made some incredible plays, including the uh, one of the big stops on third down in the second half, which reminded you, right, of the, uh, of the Ross tackle in the 21 game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there were so many similarities, similarities in the game. Then Rod Moore, true sophomore, coming up big uh, in these in these games. Mason Graham, true freshman, who was an absolute stud out there uh, amongst the defensive line. I mean, these guys are young, Scotty, yeah. and they're out there making plays in the shoe. You know, yeah. to, to get the second win. Colson Loveland, true freshman, first career touchdown to give Michigan the lead, a lead they would not relinquish. I mean, it, it's amazing. It, it's yeah, nothing dude. short of amazing. Dude, it literally just talking about all of this the past two days with, like, I, I never even imagined that we could be here, like, literally no. just a couple of no. years ago. Like, the fact that this is all real, like, Michigan just did that. It feels like the rivalries flipped. Like, I just... I, I am so unbelievably happy that this that this all happened. This is all real. Because here's, here's the question. Here's the big thing, right? Like, Michigan has now built themselves, and it's taken a while, taken longer than, than what anyone expected, and, and I'll give you that. But I never lost faith in Jim Harbaugh, thankfully. Uh, I was close. There's no question about it. I was close, but yeah, I said, you know. The 2020 loss to Michigan State. You know Kansas. what? I was like, hey, man, I, I still think if, if, if he can't do it, no one's going to do it here. Turned yeah. around and did it. But now they're built, right, for long-term success and to beat a Ryan Day Ohio State team. Because here's the thing. Ohio State, they were shell-shocked last year, right? Like, yeah. what the hell happened? They went to the drawing board. They said, Kelly Coombs, thank you for your service. We're going to go in a different direction. They mm-hmm. go out and they get Jim Knowles, who many regarded as the best hire to a staff in college football this year to transform that Ohio State defense, which, to his credit, much better defense this year than last year. And they were playing that way. And they were playing really good football on both sides of the ball. And Michigan just went and did it again after replacing their offensive coordinator, after replacing their defensive coordinator. Where do you go? If you're Ohio State, right? And and you've had C.J. Stroud put up ungodly numbers. You had some of the best skill position players in the country. And I understand you you didn't have Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than JSN. Right there, yeah. You know, um, I 
And, and Michigan did it with – you had your – if you're Ohio State, you had your Heisman finalist. Michigan didn't have theirs. I understand Travion Harrison didn't play. I understand Mayan Williams didn't get a, a whole lot of run. But Michigan did not have Blake Corum. Donovan Edwards had one hand. Mike Morris, their best pass rusher, which we mentioned, was very, very limited. Like, both teams were dealing with significant injuries, but Michigan was able to still dominate this game outside of the first quarter. Where do you go? You you spent all year talking about this if you're Ohio State and, and people questioning your toughness. People questioning your toughness. For 365 days, you went out and you tried to address every single thing that went wrong with that game and the exact same thing happened to you in your house this year. Where do you go if you are an Ohio State football program? Yeah, they, they. Where do you go? Where what 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 answer could Ryan Day have moving forward? When you take a look intrinsically at yourself, they don't have much of one because because you know a lot of these guys are coming right back at you next year, and it's going to be the exact same brand of football. You know what they're going to do, and Michigan's going to line up and say, "Go ahead and stop us." Can you? Yeah. Will you be able to without a bunch of these guys? Now, Marvin Harrison, yeah, he's going to be coming back. But guess what? Will Johnson is going to be uh, another year in. Mikey Sanders still, he could be back. A lot of these guys on the defense side of the football might be back for the Wolverines uh, next year. Now, offensive line, we'll have to see what happens there for Michigan. But, man, it's got to feel like for Ohio State, now you have the daunting task of going back to Ann Arbor in next year's yeah. game. And you know that they're set up to beat you and your style of football, the only style of football you know. Like, that is, that was, that's the dauntingness that Michigan faced when it was Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Where does Michigan go? How do they get over the hump? Like, Ohio State's got a lot of questions to answer. And I, I can't believe how good I feel about where Michigan is as a program heading into the future. This is not a bunch of five year seniors. That came, that's that was the thing last year. Remember, like all the Ohio State people were like, "Oh, they had a bunch of you know six, seven year guys. They got the COVID year, and then Michigan just went out and lost three uh, players on the defensive side of the football that would have been first round picks. Two actually weren't. Dax Hill and Aiden Hutchinson. David Ajabo would have been a top fifteen pick if he doesn't tear his Achilles. Lose all those guys. Lose the defensive coordinator going to the Ravens. Went out, held you to three second half points this year. I mean, that's got to be a terrible feeling if you're Ohio State, but as a Michigan fan I'm just like dude this is the the best I have ever felt about the program in my life oh yeah it is it is Ohio State fans turn to feel that way and something flipped in Jim Harbaugh's mind after that 2020 season and he said he he started treating the Ohio State game like Ohio State had been treating it he said you know before that he was saying every game we treat the same and then now you saw that change. They put up the what are you doing to beat Ohio State today um, in, the, in the practice facilities. Something, something flipped, and he crafted a team that is built to beat Ohio State, that's built to out-tough them. And Ryan Day tried to do the exact same thing last year. He built a team that can beat Maryland and, Ohio, or, and Michigan State and Indiana by 49, but he didn't build a team that can beat Michigan. And, and that's the difference there. And like you said, people were raving about Knowles. And, and they like you said, they had a great defense, but it just wasn't built to beat Michigan. And Michigan has all of the tools right now to keep this rivalry on their side. And it, it is, you know, you look at history, everything comes around, comes and goes. 
Every team goes through their phase, and it really feels like it's Michigan's time to go through that phase. It, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a rivalry that is completely enamored with streaks, right? Like, yeah. you just go through the history, and that's just kind of what it's been. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, uh, you know, th- this win is demoralizing because Ohio State, they tried to, you know, kind of make it seem like last year was a fluke. Oh, it was, it was bad right. weather. You know, they, they right. had a bunch of experienced guys. They they just played harder than us, and, you know, they, they took us more seriously. We're not going to let that happen again. You did all the right things. You completely took this game. It was marked on your calendar 100%. They even did away with one of their traditions, a senior tackle or, or whatever that is, so they could be fully focused on this game, and you got beat by 20 damn two in your, yeah. outhouse, in your own house. I mean... That's uh, – <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm never going to count out Ohio State. They're incredibly uh, talented, yeah. you know, but good Lord, does it – I mean, th- this is as, as good as anything you could ask for. 100%. And, I mean, it's not like Ohio State's going to come into the game next year with, with any more fuel than they did this year because of what happened last year. And, dude, Jim Harbaugh nationally, publicly – essentially called Ryan Day a fraud with his third base <laughs> comment. And then and then this happened this year. So I don't think that they're going to find any more juice or, or any more bulletin board material than that. No, no, they, they are certainly not. So, uh, But ultimately, real quick, we'll touch on it. Michigan's going to take on Purdue uh, in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship coming up on Saturday night. And I do like what I'm hearing out of the Michigan camp. You know, uh, Mozzie Smith said today, Scotty, uh, he said, we're already on to Purdue. We don't ride emotional highs yeah. over here. Uh, it makes me feel really good. Because at the end of the day, y- you still got to go get it in the Big Ten Championship. Oh, yeah. You still got to go win the Big Ten Championship. Like, beating Ohio State, it's everything. But it just feels a little bit worse if you don't come up with that win against oh, yeah. Purdue on Saturday night, you know? Definitely. And, and and it makes me feel really good, too, because we had the same discussion last year. We were like, mm-hmm. all right, now Michigan just got this massive win over Ohio State first times in 10 years. Now, is, is it going to be a bit of a letdown next week? You know, you just had this massive win, and Michigan came in and absolutely beat the brakes off of Iowa. So I've got pretty good confidence that, you know, they, they've been there. They did this last year. They're going to get right to nice and focused on Purdue. Um, just having that happen last year makes me feel really confident. For this yeah, I, I will say uh, I'm, you know, and, and this is nothing against Purdue, but I think Mi- Michigan matches up a little better with the Boilermakers than they would have Illinois or Iowa, who they, they yeah. saw in the regular season both times. And ultimately, obviously struggle with Illinois, but at times struggle with Iowa as well. Um, but I, you know, the, the, the only thing that I'm, I'm really, really worried about, number one, Aiden O'Connell, he's, he's a really good quarterback. Um, uh, number two, Jeff Brom is going to empty the bag of tricks in this football game. It's what Jeff Brom is known for. Uh, so that's one thing that I'm a little bit concerned with. So so we'll see what happens on Saturday night in Indianapolis. And, you know, uh, ultimately, Michigan's a better football team. I just got to be ready to go, ready to play. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, Purdue's, Purdue's a good team. Aiden O'Connell's a really capable quarterback. Um, but I mean, like you said, it just comes down to Michigan. Michigan's got the more talented players. Michigan's got the better coach. We've seen Jeff Brown make some very boneheaded decisions. Um, so we'll see if that comes into play. Um, but yeah, greatly looking forward to it and hoping that we have another Big Ten championship through cast next week.
Support for Brewcast, thanks to our friends at Manscaped. You can join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the Platinum Package 4.0. You can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside this 10-part Platinum Package, everything you know and love about the Performance Package, which is amazing with the lawnmower uh, 4.0 body trimmer, the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer, uh, and all of the other good stuff that comes with the Performance Package, which you also get to, to your shaving and your grooming. Completely upgrade the shower routine with the Platinum Package, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and some awesome aluminum-free Ultra Premium Deodorant. Get yours today. We're going to get you 20% off and free shipping. All you have to do is head to manscaped.com and insert promo code MNB20. That's MNB20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So, Scotty, we're wrapping it up here on Brewcast this week, man. Where can we find you on social media? Because I'm sure you're going to be live tweeting the Big Ten Championship game Saturday night. Oh, definitely. I've had plenty of tweets on, on Saturday. There will be more, and you can follow me on Twitter at Scotty White underscore S-C-O-T-T-Y. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be tweeting a lot, and all my uh, all my podcasts and articles are posted there too. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L U K E G H I A R D I, and don't forget to follow the Mesa Brew Show page as well at Maze and Brew. Uh, a lot of fun with you here this week. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We do appreciate uh, the support from you, and we've got a whole week of great stuff happening at mazeandbrew.com. Podcasts, articles, we're going to get you ready uh, for Big Ten Championship Week for Michigan taking on Purdue Saturday night in Indianapolis. For my partner, Scotty White. Scotty, great to have you back, man. Like I said, you picked a damn good week to get back on the show. Yes, sir. Great time to be back. For Scotty, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.